Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer, Philip Jordan, breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast. And now, Philip Jordan. Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Wolves Football on 96.9, the legend and Auburn writer for last word on college football. Our guest today is the Cottonwood Bears head coach, Dustin Harrison. The Cottonwood Bears are in 2A Region 2, where they are 4-0 overall, 3-0 in region play and coming off the off week. And Coach Harrison, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking Cottonwood Bears with us today. I appreciate you letting me get on here and talk about Cottonwood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Always always enjoy talking about Cottonwood. It's no secret where I went to high school, so we only we, we try to hide that. Uh, but it, it is good to have you uh, here on the show. And just uh, Cottonwood, obviously, was off this past Friday, had an off week. Just uh, So how, how was the off week for the Bears? It was a great, uh, great off week. Um, you know, generally speaking, when you have a bye week in the middle of the year, um, the challenge is to stay focused and try to get things done and accomplished, you know, during that week off. Um, you don't want to go backwards. So when you have momentum and things are going well, and then you have a bye week, it can be a negative thing um, or it can be a, a blessing, you know, if you use it the right way. And, and uh, I feel like we, we, we use it the right way. I feel like our players got a lot out of it. Uh, we, were, we were able to practice pretty hard and, uh, go over fundamentals and really just work on ourselves and uh we're able to rest a little bit we had monday off but usually don't get a monday off so uh, there are a lot of positives to the bye week and i, I think it's going to help us um moving forward so I, and i'm always curious about this when i talk to coaches about the off weeks and when certain things start being worked on and everything else after the samson game how, how long do you go to you start I know as coaches you're looking and you're preparing, but with the team and with the players preparing for that next opponent. Well, we spend probably probably seventy to seventy five percent at least. I'd say at least seventy five percent of our film study with our players talking about ourselves, and that's year round. And that's you know all season long. Uh, we we talk about ourselves and watch our game film, and we watch our practices. We really don't spend much time uh, showing our opponents. Uh, showing our players our opponent's film. Uh, again, at, at, at most 25%, we might spend on, you know, showing our players our opponent's film. So we really believe in working on ourselves and trying to improve ourselves. And our practice film is is, a, is really our biggest tool uh, that we use as far as film goes, just to really develop ourselves and improve. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a big point of emphasis for us. Uh, but as far as like how how long it took to prepare for Ayrton, and you know we we sprinkled some of that in um, all along the week. It just wasn't our focus. Our focus was on ourselves, which it usually is um, throughout the week each week. You know, with with the four and zero start, like I said, three and zero in region play. Uh, what what has stood out most about your team this season so far? Um, you know, just confidence. Uh, players are uh, much more confident. Um, this year than in years past. Um, they're playing with a little more confidence and playing with more more of a purpose. Um, you know, and that's, it's, that's made a big difference. They, they, we've done a good job putting a big emphasis on um, attention to detail 
and we're going to continue to do that because the little things are, are what, you know, separates good teams, great teams. And um, this team has, has definitely started to gel and, and, and stepped up to the plate and decided to lead. Um, you know, our players have decided they want to lead and take ownership of it. And we had some hiccups this week, this bye week, but I, I feel like the way we ended our bye week, I, I think we definitely grew up as a team a little bit. And hope we continue to do so. Yeah, I know when, uh, when we talked during the preseason or before the season has started, you talked about that on, on the small things, that, you know, the difference in you t- paying attention to detail. Uh, where have you, you know, in Pacifics has seen that where your team has grown in that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all along um, small things we go over and film, whether it's the paying attention to the the running back and quarterback's uh, depth on uh, on their plays and, and you know, noticing the details on when their splits are different and when their depth's different, they have different plays called. Um, things of that nature, or noticing your offensive line, you're playing against splits, and noticing their depth and when they're pointing and when they might be pulling, and and just locking into the little things, locking into the the small things a lot of people may not think is important, and doing those things. Or it might, it might be offensively, making sure that your hand goes down on the first part of our cadence when it's supposed to go down, and not not delayed where it might cause an illegal motion or illegal shift if we send somebody in motion. You know, just small things that don't seem important but are very important. Uh, so just those different details, just paying attention to detail and doing things the way it's supposed to be done every time. You know, offensively, I know you guys love running football. That's uh, that's what you're, the Cottonwood Bears are all about. Uh, Cleet Meadows has been uh, – every time I read the Cottonwood – recapping the Dustin Eagle on Saturday mornings, his name is there. Uh, just talk about him a little bit and what has made him successful so far this season. Of course, the offensive line blocking in front of him. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the number one thing I'd like to say before talking about his offense is the kids starting on defense and playing almost every snap on defense and playing a lot of special teams. So what's uh, impressive about Cleet is the fact that he's not just a offensive specialist he's playing defense he's playing special teams and he gets in there and does a job on offense so he's a team player uh plays hard uh plays all plays hard all the time he's very very smart sometimes we joke and call him our swiss army knife because he can play probably five different positions on the offense and probably four four different positions on the defense and uh just very very smart kid very hard working kid and um has great family great parents great sport and um He's a really special kid. He's gotten a lot stronger this this year, this off season. He really uh, he really focused on trying to to gain muscle and gain strength, and started eating the right way, and uh, and you know taking protein and doing the nutrition and really doing the behind the scenes stuff it takes to develop in the off season. He really put a lot of work into that, and he's gotten a whole lot stronger, um, or he got a whole lot stronger between last year to this year. So he's having a great year, but it's uh, you know again like you just said, it's offensive line has, has done a phenomenal job uh you know giving him opportunities and he's used them when he's gotten opportunity yeah i'm always gonna get any chance i talk to any coach or anybody anything about football I always like to bring up the offensive linemen they, they truly sometimes they're unsung heroes up front there uh your quarterback oh, yeah. uh Braylon morris and, and i know he's been a big part you know with the pass game, but also when you do throw the ball, but in the run game too, he's had a, he's had some big games there too as well. Just to talk about your quarterback for a little bit. Well, Braylon is probably the best um, lead blocker that I've ever coached. Um, the last, I guess I've been in this ten years, and he's one of the best best blocking uh, 
backs I've had. Um, even though he's quarterback, that kid is a very, very good lead blocker. He's very tough, very physical, um, has a great, you know, great mindset. He's very competitive, sometimes too competitive, uh, but he's, 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 a, he's a great player, and he's, uh, he's the type of player you think of when you think of Cottonwood, in my mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, defense side of the ball, you guys, uh, on average, giving up 18 points per game. But last game against Samson uh, was a shutout. I know he had a big, uh, uh, good performance from Jaden Garrett, uh, four tackles, uh, one fumble recovery, and a touchdown that game. But also I've noticed, too, just keeping up with Cottonwood, forced the turnovers. That's kind of been a theme with you guys this year, hasn't it? Takeaways are huge. This day and time, it's, it's tough to get those shutouts. Um you know, just because the offense is so wide open and a lot of the rules are kind of geared to help out the offense. And uh, and so, you know, we, we talk about it. Every two takeaways is typically a, a touchdown. Usually every two turnovers you get uh, to the plus, you usually get a touchdown at every two. So that's huge. Those and explosive plays, uh, turnovers and explosive plays are the two biggest uh, components to, uh, to success uh, if you look at the statistics. So those are two big things we really try to stress. We try to make a big deal of, and uh, and you know even our defense, you I, I, what'd you say? It's eighteen a game, averaging yes. eighteen points a game. Yes. You know, and some of that's misleading. You know, I mean, we played, we got up and uh, and you know, in, in a in a game or two, and and gave up maybe another touchdown here or there that wouldn't have happened had we not played young kids and things of that nature. So, um. You know, that don't always tell the whole tale, but um, we've been really pleased with the defense. Our defense is our, you know, is our strength, we believe, and and uh, our offense numbers might be more, might stand out more, but that's, you know, that's our defense is really the heart and soul of the team. Uh, that and offensive line, those, that, that's what we, that's where we thrive is, is those units performing. You know, and looking to your matchup, Ayrton, actually, you know, good, you know, what you mentioned there about your defense going up against them. Just, uh, oh, what you've seen from them, uh, what, what sticks out to you about Ayrton? Uh, Ayrton is a really good football team. You know, they knocked off number, a top eight team in 3A, um, Friday night and, uh, and did it pretty handily. Um, they're a really good team. They've got a lot of good talent, a lot of skilled players. Uh, that are very impressive. Uh, their number two is uh, very impressive. They're a very good football team. Ayrton's a very good football team uh, that has really good skill players. Their quarterback doesn't hardly ever come off the field. He's their kicker. He's their quarterback. He's their uh, safety, strong safety. Sometimes he'll go to corner and cover the opponent's best player. He's just a very, very talented, very talented kid. Um, they have a lot of very good skill players up front. Uh, they have a lot of good uh, strong line. Uh, they're, they're a really good team, and um, we're going to have to play our very best game to um, to be successful against those guys. And you know, since I've been here at Cottonwood, we have not beat Harrison yet. So they're definitely a good team, a great program, well coached, well disciplined, and it's going to take our best effort to have success against those guys. Yeah, I, I was looking at stuff with Ian saying it looked like him and his younger brother swapped out quarterback early this year, but last couple games he's been the guy there for them. Uh, defensively, what, what have you seen out of Ayrton defensively, you know, going up against you guys on when you're on offense? Um, <clears throat> same thing. It's very talented skill players. Uh, very, very good uh, discipline uh, linebackers uh, that do a very good job reading keys, 
uh, their defensive line. Uh, they play a lot of different guys up front on defensive line, but they're all pretty well coached and come off the ball well. Um, they're they're a really good team. Um, again, you know, it's going to take a really good game plan and a great effort from our guys. We're going to take care of the football and, and uh, you know, make plays when the plays are there. And uh, against a defense like that, there's – you know, they're a disciplined team, so you got to be satisfied getting three yards, getting four yards of play, and uh, and know that that's okay. You know, every play's not going to be a home run. That's going to be a big thing for us this week. Our guys got to understand, hey, it's not going to be a 30, 40-yard run every time you touch it, or it's not going to be a 50-yard pass each time you, you complete it. You know, you got to be satisfied with three or four yards of play. And uh, and over time, those will those will hopefully increase to more than three or four yards, but you you got to be satisfied against a good defense like that taking what they give you yeah absolutely and uh it's gonna be interesting i'm gonna be looking forward uh to keeping up with the game on friday night uh between you guys and Ayrton. and uh before i let you go uh, anything else you'd like to say about your team or the community there in cottonwood uh we've we've been blessed you know cottonwood is is one of the best um uh, most supported i should say most supported uh football programs in the wiregrass uh, our fans love football and they love sports but they love football and they've they've come out and we had the best attendance uh, we've had in the last, I guess, you know, I've been here, this is going on the fourth year, and we by far had the best attendance at a home game all all year long uh, last week against, or, you know, two weeks ago against Sampson. So we hope the crowd will come out. Man, it makes a huge difference when, when they're there and, and fired up. It's a huge advantage to play in Cottonwood and play at home. That's a very tough place to play. Um, you know, most teams talk about it all the time. Coaches talk about how hard it is to come in and play at Cottonwood. And so, we hope that our, our crowd will be there and will be there to support us in a very tough, very, very important and a very tough uh, game against Ayrton. Like I said, I'll be looking forward to it. And I wish you the best of luck uh, this Friday night, Coach, and obviously throughout the rest of the season. And I do appreciate you taking time out, coming on the show, and talking about the team and uh, talking about your upcoming matchup with the, the Ayrton Purple Cats. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. All right. And that, that was uh... – Coach Harrison, uh, always, always look forward to talking to him uh, about the Bears. Like I said, they're four and they were just outside the top ten in the rankings last week. We'll see if they can get a win against Ayrton, or we'll see this week when they come out. Even though they didn't play, let's see if they jump in there. But we'll keep you up to date uh, Wednesday or Thursday uh, when those rankings do come out. Uh, before jumping into headlines, just remind you where you can find the podcast and me. You can follow me on social media at pjordansec. Podcasts are available on all your favorite podcast platforms in the Wiregrass Daily News website. And, of course, get on Apple Podcasts, follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you leave just four stars, you are a straight-up hater. So now let's jump into it uh, with some headlines uh, we have seen over uh, the last 24 hours. We're going to update a story going on in high school football. This show actually might be short than, than normal. We may be actually under 30 minutes here today on this Tuesday. But a headless suspension lifted by the Alabama High School Athletic Association on Monday. I swear, saying the Alabama High School Athletic Association sometimes gets me tongue-tied, and you just heard me do it. Uh, Pike County, there as, as of this recording, still suspended. Uh, game was stopped, of course, after the fight between both teams where Hedlund was up 20 to 0. Pike County forfeited the game. They, you know, 
and how it went. We, we, we went over that. You've seen it all over the place here in local media. Henry County School Superintendent Lori Beasley told Dothan Eagle, we did not get any suspensions as far as players, but they do expect fines for the school. Uh, Pike County's Mark Hurt expects suspensions for the players coming off the bench. And we'll keep up to date on all this. So, Headland, they're on for their game this Friday against Greenville, which is a region matchup. So we'll see if uh, what happens between now and Friday uh, with Pike County. Let's see if their suspension uh, gets lifted just like Headlands did. Now let's jump into what some SEC coaches said today. Now Nick Saban and John Sumrall had press conferences like they normally do on Monday. Hugh Freeze did not. Uh, he's out on, on the circuit. Auburn's off this week, so he's – Different places in Birmingham and Mobile on Monday speaking. So uh, we'll jump into one certain topic that Hugh Freeze talked about there on Monday. But we're going to start things off with Nick Saban at his Monday press conference where he previewed the upcoming matchup with Texas A&M. Uh, Hugh Freeze talked to Nick Saban talked about uh, A&M being a really good team. He said. So it's going to be really important for us to have the kind of intensity that we need to have throughout the week in practice. They're very good up front on defense. It'll be a real challenge for us. That's right, because you're looking at this Texas A&M team, they've got seven sacks last two weeks, seven sacks against Arkansas, 15 tackles for loss, and also seven sacks against Auburn the week before. So up front is really good for A&M because I went on the show – uh, with Richard Holbrook, the sports beat, uh, and we talked about this, and I said that this is going to test the Alabama pass protection this game. Mississippi State, not as much, but this will be the one where we get to find out where they are at on that. So now let's go into Hugh Freeze, some comments he had on Monday, and he talked about the Auburn-Georgia rivalry. Of course, Auburn just played Georgia on Saturday, losing 27-20 to 20 in that one. And uh, he had some interesting comments on the rivalry. Uh, and maybe talking about some future scheduling with Auburn-Georgia. And this quote, this comes from the article over at the Auburn Daily. Well, I mean, the game has changed. And I don't know that we coaches have the power to do anything to really slow down changes freeze responded and obviously the conference realignment has happened within our conference and i'm pretty confident that the sec is pretty solid on where we are and i think they'll enjoy the new rivalries when they get to see texas and oklahoma and among the great rivalries that we already have in our conference and you know there'll be some i'll miss playing georgia every year because i just got to experience for my first time and then he he kind of went on to say uh, more about the, the Georgia game. Uh, you know I loved every minute of it other than the outcome. Freeze continued, I love competing against those type of teams. Those are some changes coming, and obviously with the NIL world and the transfer portal, we've got to accept those. And some of it's good, some of it's probably needs to be changed. But I'm not sure where it's headed or how we corral it and make the necessary changes. So, you know, let's do the best with the current status we have. Now, that was when he was in. Birmingham. Now, when he went on to Mobile, he also had to say this. Uh, he, he just talked about 
new teams coming in like he did there with Texas, Oklahoma. He says he has no clue on future scheduling. You know, he's just talking about rivalries loss. He's being hypothetical. So he said he just wanted the people to know that he has no idea what Auburn's future schedules is past next year. So kind of interesting. People were wondering, does Hugh Freeze know something the rest of us don't? But it seems it's just he was going in a hypothetical situation on that one. And I'll jump into John Sumrall. He had his Monday press conference, and he had some interesting things to say. And a couple of things we're going to look at from John Sumrall and really just talking about the team, the offense and the defense. He goes, I think our kids on defense take great pride in their work. One thing I love about the culture of our team and those guys come in and watch extra tape and they do every little thing they can to help give themselves an advantage. They gave themselves a big advantage on Saturday against Georgia State, getting those three turnovers and holding that team to seven points. Then he goes on. He said, there's still a lot of things we've got to improve offensively, but I do believe our guys have confidence. I think Detroit offense is improving each and every week. Uh, they keep going forward uh, with everything. So uh, interesting how they go this week against Arkansas State. Uh, Arkansas State had a really big offense performance out of their quarterback this past Saturday. So we'll see. This is a team, too, that's won three in a row. They start 0-2, and they've won three in a row. They're 1-0 in conference play. It'll be a big game for Troy taking on Arkansas State. We'll see what offense is at. I think Gunnar Watson's played well. Still has the interceptions, um, but the negative plays. And just, hey, we know the deal. Feed Kamani Vidal. And it seems like that usually does work out for the Trojans. And uh, lastly, before we get out of here, like I said, a little bit shorter than normal, a review. I always say on the shows, you leave a review. I will read it on a future edition, as always. And this comes in. Excellent podcast. Five stars. Yeah, don't be leaving at four stars unless you are a straight-up hater. Philip does a terrific job breaking down Alabama, Auburn, and Troy and everything going on in the Wiregrass area. That comes from Brandon Eisenman. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate that. Um, I was going to give you all some news about the show for Monday's show, but we'll hold that till Friday to let you know what's going on there. That's going to do it, guys, uh, for this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Once again, thanks to Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Got a fun show for you guys tomorrow on Wednesday. Be joined by the voice of the Florida State Seminoles, Jeff Colhane. And Thursday, I'm going to tease this, and I'll tell you who is going to be on Wednesday for Thursday show. But uh, somebody and people in the Wiregrass remember Fodlin. I'll just say that. All right, guys, that's going to do it. You know all the places you can find us, uh, Facebook, Wiregrass, Daily News. Go check out the Facebook page. Check out the website. Follow the podcast. Check me out on YouTube. You know all the locations. And uh, we will be back on Wednesday for another episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to today's Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for more of the sports you love in the Wiregrass. Check out the podcast at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue the conversation and connect with Philip on social media at PJordanSEC. 